0: Well, I want to uh, thank you this evening for coming out to the service of worship. You may not have realized it, but you will be um, inaugurating with me my first uh, um, celebration of the imposition of ashes. Uh, it is, in fact, my first celebration of Ash Wednesday since leaving seminary. The last church that I served did not celebrate um, Ash Wednesday, or maybe the correct word is observe, uh, we don't we don't think of ash wednesday as a celebration as much as an observance um it's uh it's one of those those holidays the church observes it's not commanded in scripture no more than christmas or easter it's it's a holiday in the calendar of the church that we have created as a means of uh, re- reminding ourselves of our need for repentance and and even fasting and and it has a gloomy aspect to it we uh, we don't usually think of, of Lent or Ash Wednesday as a celebration. I think for me, a lot of that has to do with my upbringing. We celebrated Lent and um, Ash Wednesday, or maybe the correct word is is to, uh, to say that we observed them when I was a child. And for some reason in my family, uh, what all of the children did was we gave up carbonated beverages, which was quite a hardship. Um, and uh because we were all uh, thoroughly addicted, and I still am. But um, I learned all the rules for Lenten observance, and I found out that Sunday wasn't part of Lent because Sunday is a celebration of Easter. Every Sunday is the Lord's Day, and it's a celebration of Easter, so you can't fast on the Lord's Day. So that means if you stay up till midnight, then you can have carbonated beverages Saturday night. <laughs> so I learned that you could celebrate... the the temporary suspension of Lent, if not Lent itself. I think there are a lot of confusions among people about Lenten observance. I saw an article this week by a dietician who was describing what it was you should and should not give up for Lent. Uh, Interestingly, she said that, that the obvious choices, caffeine and alcohol and chocolate, were actually not that bad for you, consumed in moderation. So she was saying a little bit of caffeine has positive health benefits, a little bit of alcohol, a little bit of chocolate. The big problem with all of them is, is that self-control part. So what she was recommending instead is going straight for the 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 real payoff. She was saying give up sugary snacks or, or things with a lot of white carbohydrates, things with a lot of flour, things like that. She was saying that that's what you want to do for Lent. Give up the bad foods and keep the better foods. Now, I realized she was a dietician and she was looking for an angle for her weekly column or whatever. But, you know, the point of Lent is not to help you with your diet. I saw an article uh, that was talking about Lent as, uh, it struck me because the person said Lent is the day. And I thought, well, no, Lent is 40 days. But, but um, it made me read the rest of it. It said Lent is the day you almost give things up. And I thought, that's that's my experience. They said that Lent is when you deal with uh, uh, behaviors you realize are a problem, but that you engage in every day. And there is some truth in that. I think a lot of people uh, make a point during Lent of dealing with their problematic behaviors, whether it's smoking or TV or Facebook or overeating or some other kind of self-indulgence. Maybe they... Uh, indulge themselves in a fit of anger periodically, and they want to work on their anger management skills. Uh, maybe it's something more serious. Maybe it's maybe it's a drinking uh, or some other kind of addiction, uh, pornography perhaps, or drugs. Or maybe, as Isaiah says in the passage we read today, it's vicious rumors and pointing fingers, something that can really be destructive. Now, now, these are good things to work on and maybe Lent is the right time for you to work on these problems if you have some. But even these, uh, this is not the essence of fasting. It, it's understandable really why a society that that is all about instant gratification would have trouble with the idea of fasting, the idea of deferring or suspending gratification. But It's not simply our society. As we've seen in our readings, historically, every society has struggled with the idea of what is a proper fast. We saw Jesus warning his disciples to be very careful that they not fast in order to win approval from others. Look how holy Luke is because he fasts. He said, don't do that. You will have received all the reward you'll ever get. And we see in Isaiah, the people speaking to Isaiah saying that that we don't understand we've done what you wanted lord why aren't you getting all of our problems on our back, off our back why aren't you doing your part of the bargain lord we have fasted why aren't you picking up your end of the deal they said we have fasted before you why aren't you impressed we've been very hard on ourselves and you don't even notice it and god answers in verse 5 he says is this the fast that I chose? And God answers. He says, you're fasting to please yourselves. It's interesting to pause there for a moment and notice that God answers their question. You know, even when someone is as alienated from God as the people that Isaiah was speaking to, come to God and say, we don't understand. We thought all you wanted was for us to go through these motions, and then everything would be great. They go to God with their problem. They say, God, we don't understand. What's the deal? And God answers. So if God seems distant from you this Lenten season, if you are genuinely mystified, why is God so distant? I think the the first lesson from Isaiah is that you can seek an answer and receive one. God, why are you so distant? Well, we see in Isaiah the answer that God gives the people. He says in verse 6, what kind of fasting he wants. He says, no, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. For Isaiah or God speaking through Isaiah. Fasting is not a negative abstention from things that are bad, but rather a renewed effort to do what is right, to share bread with the hungry, to invite the homeless into our homes. This is the fast that God seeks. And it comes with a promise. If you do these things If you do the fast that is acceptable to me, then call and the Lord will answer. In verse 10, the Lord will guide you continually. In verse 12, your ancient ruins will be rebuilt. We understand that verse 12 was directed particularly at that first audience of Babylonian captives who had returned to the Holy Land to find so much of it in ruins. But the truth is, we all have ruins in our lives. 400 years after Jesus, St. Augustine wrote his confessions. And if you haven't had the opportunity to read them, I encourage you, you will never find a great work of theology that is more accessible and more timely. He begins, or almost begins, on the second page of the book, he says this. He says, as he invites God to come into his life, he says, My soul is like a house, small for you to enter, but I pray for you to enlarge it. It is in ruins, but I ask you to remake it. It contains much you will not be pleased to see. This I know and do not hide. But who is to rid it of these things? There is no one but you who can do so. Lent, the season that begins tonight here on Ash Wednesday, Lent is the time for us to remember that our houses are in ruins. And so we fast not to give something up in order to lose weight or to placate an angry god. But instead we give up injustice and heartlessness. And if in doing so we discover that our hearts are too small, then we invite God in to enlarge them. Lent is the season of fasting from giving up. We give up giving up. We discover that when we fall down, God will pick us up, brush us off, and put us back into the game. I know many of us have memories of Lent as, as a gloomy time, a, a time of, of miserableness, self-imposed misery. And perhaps there's some truth to that. But Isaiah reminds us not of a negative A lint of putting off good things or even bad things. But a positive call to offer the kind of fast that God desires. And if we satisfy the needs of the afflicted, God assures us through Isaiah that the gloom will become like nighttime, like noontime. Thanks be to God. Amen.